Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up? What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Anzuski. You can call me Jake Iggy or Iggy for short. And this is Iggy's Sports Talk. So it's another week, another Iggy Sports Talk episode. Today is episode number 26. And I really appreciate everybody who is joining me today, either from Plymouth State University, because I am broadcasting right now from 91.7 WPCR in Plymouth, or if you're watching from Instagram Live, I really do appreciate it. What's up, Zach? How's it going? I appreciate you tuning in. So this week in sports is kind of unlike most weeks that I've really come into this radio station with a lot of stuff to talk about and with four to three sports that I have to report on. And it's really crazy to think that now that the World Series is behind us, the Dodgers are now the World Series champions of 2020, that now really the only thing to talk about is football, baseball, a little bit of the offseason, NBA, a little bit of the offseason. You could say the same thing for the NHL as well. Uh, but mainly, the only thing to talk about right now is the NFL. And boy, it, it was a very, very busy NFL week eight. And I'm unfortunately not going to be talking about that too, too much in this episode because I have two unreal guests that are going to be coming on in the next hour. I have Trevor Bates, who is a former NFL player, and he is also a Super Bowl 51 champion. If you don't know what Super Bowl that is, that is the one where it was Patriots versus the Falcons, and Tom Brady, with his heroic performance, came back and was able to help the Patriots come back from a 28-3. They were losing at halftime, 28-3 deficit. And so it'll be interesting to hear what Trevor has to say about his experience as a Super Bowl 51 champion. He's going to be joining me in just a few minutes. And then I also have Brandon McGee coming on with me in the second hour. He is a former MLB and NFL player. I'm really interested to hear both of his experiences in both of those leagues. Interestingly enough, uh, Brandon was actually playing in the NFL when he was also an MLB player, so sort of like a Bo Jackson, you know, Deion Sanders sort of situation. But it's going to be really interesting to hear from both of those players. But I really do appreciate everybody who is in the Instagram live right now, like I said, and also is listening to the radio station over the podcast. If you have not yet, go over to Iggy Sports Talk at Iggy Sports Talk on Instagram. Go and follow me over there. What is up, guys? We are back here with Trevor Bates, who is a former NFL player and also a Super Bowl 51 champ. So how you doing, Trevor? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, where are you right now? I'm at a bookstore. You're at a bookstore? There you go. And, uh, yeah. I'm up, uh, I'm up in Plymouth, New Hampshire, so it, it actually just started snowing uh, this morning, which is uh, I wasn't very happy about. Yes, it's uh, it's cert- I'm outside right now. It's certainly cold out. One hundred percent, definitely not ideal. But sometimes the weather always doesn't cooperate with us. But I was curious, uh, how was your uh, how was your time during COVID nineteen? COVID nineteen. Um, honestly, man, it was a it was a blessing for me. Um, it was a time where the world slowed down and. 
Me personally, I was going through a lot of things uh, myself, dealing with some struggles uh, personally, from, from my mental health to my physical health to spiritually speaking as well. Uh, uh, I didn't have a lot going on for me at the at the time, so uh, the world kind of slowing down made me feel not as alone, really, because a lot of people had to go back to the comforts of their own home and it made me feel like I wasn't, you know, it's such a, I wasn't a failure or I wasn't a, you know, I wasn't as in bad of a spot that I thought that I wasn't. So for me, it wasn't, um, I didn't have to battle obviously with um, the issue of COVID and mm-hmm. uh, the, the detriment of that. But right. personally speaking, it was a, uh, it was it was good. It was I was able to kind of find myself again, find a, find my new self. Really, that's awesome. Find my faith again and grow deeper with my faith and uh, walk with the Lord and uh, you know, get close with my family as well. So uh, yeah, it was a it was it was it was a it was a blessing for me, blessing in disguise for me. Awesome to hear, my man. That that's that's definitely most important you know getting getting your mental health right spending time with your family and just getting your overall health right that's that's the number one priority um in in any aspect of your day um and I, i'm curious like during quarantine like did you did you pick up any new hobbies did you find any any ways to um you know utilize your time i read a lot i read a lot of books i read a lot of a lot of different uh, christian faith books um and I played a lot of a lot of Call of Duty Warzone. There you go. Those are two. Those are two things that I <laughs> did a did a lot of. Man. That's awesome. Unfortunately, I'm not I'm not too too good at uh at video games, but I, I usually stick to like Madden and MLB the Show. <laughs> okay, there you go. I uh, I got some good workouts in too. Um, there you go. Yeah, I had a I had a good gym that I was going to down in. Uh, over in Falmouth, that's uh, I don't know if you've been to Falmouth, Maine, but it's right next mm-hmm. to Portland. Um, yep. Has some, some good people over there that I was training with uh, for a good amount of time, and then I made my way over to another gym in Scarborough, and uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's something I was doing during Corona. Um, but really, yeah, working on my health, kind of all aspects of it. So awesome to hear. Well, so you. So you went to college in University of Maine, and I thought that was kind of interesting because when I was doing my research, like, like I said, I'm in New Hampshire, and uh, I go up to Portland all all the time to you know see like family friends and that sort of stuff. And it's something where it's so cool to see somebody from you know New England, the Northeast, especially uh, you know making a name for himself in the NFL and being and coming from like you know University in Maine uh, to be able to get to that place. And it's it's something where I, I was curious, uh, like, what was your main goal out of college, and and was it mainly to go into the NFL? Uh, not when I first got there, I I didn't really have the realistic expectation of going to the to the NFL. I didn't think that I was going to be able to do that as a freshman. I was more concerned with partying and uh, sleeping with women and doing those things. Honestly. Uh, just kind of chasing the pleasures of the world, Makes going sense. into it, and uh, uh, 
Yeah, but it, it kind of was a wake-up call my sophomore year, my redshirt freshman year, uh, that, you know, it was a realistic opportunity to actually make uh, make it to the NFL, make it make a name for myself um, and, and make it to the NFL. It, it was uh, through one of my coaches that I had at the time. His name was uh, Coach Ferraro. Um, he was an NFL guy, and uh, he spoke some life into me and gave me some confidence. And, and um, really, just we call we called him Uncle P. And uh, <laughs> he was a he, he was a good dude. He was a tough coach, but he was a um, he definitely uh, he, he he could bring good things out of you, even though he may have been struggling with personal things in his own life or. Whatever the case was, we didn't we didn't see all that side to him, but um, he definitely he definitely spark plugged me to really uh, take my uh, game to the next level and and start to believe in myself, believe in the dream of making it to the NFL. Um, from that moment, it was kind of just eyes fixed on on that goal, on that on that goal to make it to the league and reach that dream. And I did a throughout throughout the course of my career um, at Maine uh, it was a lot of a lot of praying man a lot of a lot of prayer went into that dream it wasn't just my hard work that uh, was was the the forerunner to you know reaching that dream it was definitely the Lord's will and definitely faith in him and, and a lot of prayer and people's praying too that helped me out to get to that um, so you know the glory definitely goes to him, but uh, uh, but definitely Uncle P or Coach Ferraro, he definitely spoke some life into me to really help me jumpstart that. So that was that was uh, a dream that was, I guess, in the making. It just kind of came to fruition uh, my my sophomore year in college. I mean, it seems like that because I, the motivation really seemed to help you because. Through my research, as as a junior, you were named MVP. So, sort of after after that season, you know, going into your senior year, were you were you pretty confident that you just you just needed to make a statement during your senior year, and there's an okay possibility that you could get drafted? Uh, repeat the question. So I I was just curious, like, um, so so since you as a junior were named MVP, like going into your senior year, did you have like that motivation to, to really do your best to, since you did so well in your junior year to do your best to make it into the NFL? Uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing track. I'm getting distracted here with my, with my surroundings. One more time. My junior, my junior year, all good, my man. You were you were named MVP your junior year at college, so I was just curious if that helped, right. that gave you motivation going in your senior year, and if you sort of had like a mindset going in, into your senior year um, that you had a pretty good chance of making it into the NFL. Okay, yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah. The scouts started to come in um, my junior year, and uh, it started to really give me more hope because I started to see uh, I started to see the 
responsibility and the and the realization, the reality that you know scouts were interested in me and they were, um, you know, obviously serious about me playing for their team. And there were multiple scouts coming in at different times. Uh, more so my senior year, but junior year there were scouts uh, coming in to see other players as well. Um, so just seeing that the next level was, you know, in front of me. Um, was incredible and it gave me a lot of hope and confidence as well and uh, no courage on the field so 100 uh, yeah, yeah that's awesome man so then then you were drafted uh in the seventh round to the colts and i was curious like once you were drafted like sort of what was your reaction like once you finally figured out that you were going to be an nfl player like what was your first thoughts my first thoughts as an NFL player, um, well, I definitely, I definitely cried. I cried tears of joy when I heard my name called. Absolutely. Um, that was a special moment. I was with my grandmother and my mother, and uh, spending and my and my girlfriend at the time. Um, so spending that time with them and sharing that moment was pretty incredible. Um, but my, my thought process really was uh, I was excited to get to work. I was excited to uh, enter the building, meet my teammates, meet the coaches, and just, you know, pursue uh, pursue really at the time just greatness. That's what I want. That's what I was after. Right. Um, trying to become a a better player. I wasn't, you know, fully focused on, uh, you know, my, my personal journey as a man. I was really kind of focused on uh, just, you know, football in general. Um, but my faith still still was active, and I and I was able to uh, stay connected to uh, a group of believers, and that definitely helped me in the building in Indianapolis. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was incredible going into there and meeting some of the older men and uh, teammates that I had because you know you go in as a twenty-one year old or twenty-two year old, you have older older men and uh, definitely more importantly, uh, you have older believers and older mentors that can kind of take you up their way and uh, help you. That's what happened to me. Uh, some of my teammates at the time, Rob Mathis, and, uh, Trent Cole, and Eric Walden were some older men that, you know, definitely had been through the game and knew mm-hmm. the ropes and were able to speak life and kind of show younger players like myself and some of my teammates, Kurt Majit, uh Tone, we called him, uh, another linebacker, and uh, 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 we had another guy named Ron. Thompson, made some good players in that room, but it was really just uh, people coming before us, people that had been in the locker room for so long to, you know, really show us what it was like to be a professional and, uh, you know, do things the right way and prepare the right way and, um, yeah, try to become a better player and a better teammate and help the team win. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I didn't didn't really think of, uh, you know, 
right when you get in the league, you know, obviously you have those mentors. Uh, but I don't know, j- just just how how it how it, how it's painted in my mind. Like rookies walk in, and it's it's sort of like a high school setting to where like you have like the veteran players, and then you have who are like the seniors, and then you have like the rookies who are the freshmen. But like now, now like obviously like it's just a whole team, and you you guys are all just trying to help each other out. That's exactly it. And so I was curious because uh, I've actually never gotten the chance to ever talk to an NFL player, and I, I've I've never really understood um, sort of what players do uh, on the practice squad. So I, I was I was curious during your time on the practice squad uh, with any of the teams uh, that you played for. I, I was curious, like, what was a regular day for the practice squad, and, and sort of what did you guys usually do during the games? So during the games. Uh, we either went into the box to watch the games or we, um, depending on the team, could sit on the sidelines and, um, you know, watch the game from the sideline or you could stay at your house and watch the game from there um, as a practice squad player. Uh, but what we did really during the week was everything else that the regular players did, the active roster players. Um, we had an extra workout. So we do four workouts in the weight room instead of three, like that, three or two, as the active roster would do. Um, but the biggest difference is we really, our, our main role was to obviously get better and help our team win and, and help our teammates get better and help them prepare for the game. But um, like me specifically, just showing the best looks of the opposing team, um, learning some of their defense and providing that look to our offense to help them know uh, who our opponent is and what our opponent is doing and kind of our opponent's tactics and ploys, you could say, and uh, uh, really just help them get better and know what's, know what's coming. But it was good because we were able to learn some of the opposing defenses as well. And so one of the, one of the fulfilling things that uh, was cool was – when you'd see a play um, happen on Sunday that you, you know, that you duplicated or that you copied on, uh, mm-hmm. on uh, you know, Wednesday or Thursday right. and see your team maybe successful against that same play. And so that was a, I don't know, it was fulfilling as a practice squad player. To, it, was, it was tough, definitely, but it was also fulfilling to help your teammates get better. 100%. That, that's really interesting to hear. Also, mainly that the practice squad guys can watch from their house. I never actually knew that. Yeah, yeah, I did that a few times. <laughs> that's funny. But so uh, I was curious because one of the main reasons uh, I was curious in talking to you is because is I'm a ginormous Patriots fan. And I, I wanted to hear your thoughts. Uh, coming from Maine, uh, were you a Patriots fan like growing up? I wasn't. Was not a, I was not a Patriots fan growing up. I loved the Philadelphia Eagles. That was oh, my team. Uh, Donovan McNabb, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremiah Trotter, Javon Curse, Terrell Owens, Mike Vick, uh, really uh, Brian Dawkins. I, I love their defense. I love their offense. I, I just they were a team that uh, you know played well against the Patriots too, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't know. I, just, I, I didn't. I didn't really like the Patriots going up. They were always winning, and for some reason, I was just. I was in opposition of right. that, and I wanted them to lose. So, uh, 
I usually voted against them, but uh, that makes sense. Like the like the rest of the United States. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's something where, especially this season, it's very weird for me because I'm 21 years old. So I grew up in '99. You know, I I I was five years old when 2000 when they won in 2004, and five years or six years old in 2005. Um, so especially uh, like like seeing how they're doing now, it's obviously not ideal. <laughs> But so I was curious, uh, sort of your experience on the Patriots. What was your experience like uh, being coached by Bill Belichick? Uh, it was a good experience. He was a great coach, uh, arguably, arguably the best coach ever to coach the game. Uh, he brought the best out of his players. His, his strategies and his coaching techniques, uh, you know, are so part of none, really. Uh, so it, it was, it was also pretty incredible that he that he just he coached everyone. He coached everyone the same. He didn't play any favorites, um, and he he was hard. He was hard on people when they made mistakes, and he had a standard of excellence. And uh, you know, it, it it definitely teaches me a lot to look back at it now. Uh, just you know, to not really move that standard either and I was kind of the the cutthroat of the of the game too was uh you know if you didn't reach that standard of excellence you were released and then mm-hmm. uh they'd bring another player in or players and it was kind of a revolving door but uh he definitely expected the most out of his players and having that high level of uh that high standard that high level of execution and play you know really made the players you know, step up their game and help help me, you know, rise in my uh, my gameplay. Um, help me, uh, you know, be a better teammate as well. So, uh, he, yeah, he's a great coach. He definitely he definitely helped me get better as a team, uh, as a player, and uh, help me help me uh, grow. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, because you always hear uh, some of the negativity that people have about Bill and. But but then also it's it's cool to hear those stories of people that he really helped uh, during their playing career uh, through the the very um, awesome culture that the Patriots do have. And I, I also got to ask you as well: uh, Were you ever able to sack Tom Brady in practice? And did you have any cool experience with uh, him him as well? So we were always uh, unable to sack the quarterback in practice. Oh. <laughs> They wore uh, they wore red red jerseys for for a reason. They uh, um, he obviously is a player that you do not want to get injured. And so I don't I don't know. I, I had a couple of times that I I beat my offensive tackle and uh, got to the quarterback, but we never touched him, and then we always ran past him. Um, Makes sense. Because uh, we didn't want to get him injured or anything like that so uh from that standpoint definitely didn't i definitely didn't want to get too close to him because i didn't want to you know uh, hand can get to the helmet or a thumb can get broken in the worst cases um so we, we I, I avoided that but i definitely i made some plays I, I definitely made some plays and uh we didn't spend too much the time too much time together in the locker room just because we were on separate ends of uh 
really the spectrum, man, but separate ends of, uh, or there's just different places in the locker room. He's on offense and we had different schedules and stuff like that, but, Makes sense. uh, still a teammate, a good teammate, good leader. Uh, well, great leader, great teammate, actually. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a, he's an awesome guy. That's, a, that's cool to hear, um, especially from somebody who grew up idolizing Tom Brady. And obviously, it's so weird for me to see him now down in Tampa Bay. But <laughs> it, it ch- change is part of life. So I was curious as well. Um, change is part of life. 100%. So I was curious as well. Um, like When you found out to, that, that you were going to be able to take part in Super Bowl 51 and, and, you know, be in the media day and be able to be part of the team during, during the Super Bowl. Was that kind of like a dream come true? I had no idea that it was, um, gonna even happen for me or, or our team at the time. Uh, it definitely hit me. It definitely hit me. Uh, it was, it was incredible, but yes, it, it uh, it was a dream come true. I didn't. I didn't necessarily have the dream to be a Super Bowl champion. I had the dream to be an NFL player as a as a little kid. Um, so yeah, absolutely yes. The, it was a dream come true. The whole experience of reaching the NFL, and then it really was just you know more, just more 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 favor more favor. I guess you could say, or more of a uh, just a bigger blessing from God to uh, allow me to be part of that. So. Yeah, I would I would definitely say it, it was a dream come true for sure. That's awesome. I, I you know the Patriots definitely need a lot of blessings from God to be able to help them even get close to coming back uh, in that Falcons game. It, it was it was tough for me as a Patriots fan. I was actually watching it with Giants fans, so I got to hear Brady's a cheater for most of the game. But I was I was curious, uh, like, what was your experience like, especially at the start of the game when, when the Falcons started scoring a lot and, you know, they got up to a point where it was it was obviously 28 to 3. What was it like on the sidelines and, and what, what was your experience in that moment? So, <laughs> the moment... <laughs> The moment we won was was absolutely nutty. It was it was it was confetti flying everywhere. It was nuts. Honestly, we ran on the field as soon as James went into the end zone on that toss play, and uh, just being able to celebrate and see the joy that you know each player had. It was obviously different for me because I didn't play in the game. I wasn't suited, but uh, it was incredible to see the joy that so many players and coaches had. Just all the hard work that was put in throughout the season, throughout the weeks, throughout the days. Uh, it come to obviously pay off in the largest platform in the game and, you know, to be crowned world champion or uh, give, 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 uh, or be given the, you know, the Lombardi trophy and be given the title world champion was incredible. And, uh, yeah, the moment was, it was, it was awesome to be on the sideline to watch, uh, Tom performed the way he did the offense, the defense, high tower with that big play up with the sack on uh, Matt Ryan, and even seeing Julio Jones make you know that that magnificent catch he made unreal. on the sideline, unreal, yeah, it really was. And so it was, uh, it was incredible, man. It was, it was absolutely incredible to you know be a part of that. Yeah, that's awesome. In my opinion, is is the greatest sports game I have ever watched. I've ever watched, unreal. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I was a part of it, honestly. 100%. Yeah, it must be pretty cool to obviously have when, when people 
refer to you. They say Super Bowl Fifty One champion. It, it must be pretty cool. And, and like you said, I, I was curious. Like, what what was your experience like holding that Lombardi Trophy? Uh, did Did you ever think that you would have that moment? No, <laughs> not at all. I never thought that I would hold a Lombardi Trophy ever. Uh, so to be able to hold it and touch it, just one day, just I think it was Michael Irvin. Not Michael Irvin. Was it Michael Irvin? No, it was uh, his name is slipping my mind. Who actually walked, walked, uh, walked the trophy uh, to the to the podium or to the yeah to the podium. Was it, was it Terry Bradshaw? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you said, but I'm not sure who the guy was either. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty incredible to be a part of that moment and. Um, that was a that's a dream in itself. You see so many times on the games on TV that they bring the trophy down, and so to, to be there in that moment was pretty special, man. To, to touch it and just be a part of history, um, yeah, it was it was huge. That's awesome. And so I was just curious, uh, other than the Super Bowl win, I, I was just curious what what was your best memory uh, during your playing time in the NFL? When you said it. it the name came up was uh, my my my, <laughs> my guy Miles Killeroo and Leo uh, Kulamatangi. I think that's how I think that's how it's pronounced. I may be incorrect with the pronunciation fully, but another another guy was Eric Lee, uh, Gerard Davis, Christian Jones, Jerm, uh, uh, my guy Jalen Reeves. Uh, Maven, some of the guys that I was able to play with in Detroit. Um, that was special. It was a special time in Detroit. It was very special. and It was, it was special for a lot of different reasons. Um, the biggest reason was, obviously, uh, I, I can say I was able to play uh, on Sundays and actually be a part of the team and, and uh, play games and run out on the tunnel and, and be a part of that but um, more importantly I was able to really kind of step into my calling as a, as a man and I was able to um, give back to the community and help out um, with, with uh, specifically kids who have uh, uh, a parent locked up and, and incarcerated I was able to connect mm-hmm. with um, other strong believers in Christ and um you know, really able to plug into a church community out there and really grow my walk. That was that was honestly uh, the biggest thing for me was was able to, um, you know, be a part of something that was bigger than football. You know, I got to the point that obviously making the fifty three man roster was my biggest goal because I hadn't. I've only done it once and I hadn't consistently played at that level um, in each Sunday. And so once I made that, it was obviously you know such a such a personal accomplishment for myself and another dream to um, be a part of that uh, and to help too because I I uh, with the help with some encouragement from a, from a, from a brother of mine uh, you know to help me focus to make the 53 man runs I fasted uh, really yeah I fasted from social media and focused on uh, uh, really just my playbook and one thing that helped me too was I just I uh, on my notes I journaled my prayers and I really focused on 
I really focused on the Lord uh, going into that season and um, just really staying, staying fixed on him, even though that some of my days were up, some of my days were down. Sometimes I had good practices, sometimes I had bad practices, but making sure that my identity wasn't fully in football and my identity, my identity was in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. was the biggest thing for me and I think he 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 saw that and I think he he rewarded me because I was fully fixed on him and uh, he allowed me to get to that point to make the team and that was incredible uh, to to be able to do that but it was really the, my time at Detroit was so special to me just because all around it was such a it was such a high it was such a place like it was the pinnacle of my of my career I thought um uh, you know, I, I won a Super Bowl and that was special. I, you know, um, you know, I wouldn't change that for the world. Uh, you know, being being in New England, being with those guys, and um, even the relationships that I had at the time. Uh, but Detroit was special because I had grown so much and I matured and, and as a man in my faith and not just as a better teammate or a better. Better player, um, grown in other ways, just being a better friend and, and brother and son, and, uh, all those things. And so, you know, just it, it was it was a good it was a good time. It was a good time in Detroit, and you know, it helped me grow as a man. Really, that's awesome to hear, Trevor. It, it really is, and. You know, it's it's been great being able to talk to you uh, for the last half an hour or so, and re- and really be able to hear not only about your NFL career, but really really hear how you've been able to grow uh, throughout your experiences in the NFL and mainly during quarantine. I I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, quarantine was a uh, was a tough time. It was a tough time, but it's a good time uh, because I just I, I, again I grew and. Uh, I was able to find a deeper part of myself and allow that part to kind of flourish in a way, um, not from you know my doing, but just sometimes I had to go through the dark times to, to find a to find a new perspective on the light or allow the light to come in in a different way. So uh, even though sometimes it was hard for myself, uh, you know, God God made a way, and that was that's what He did during quarantine. That's what He's done really my whole life. And, uh, and yeah, it was definitely a big part of the, a big start to that of, of kind of where I am today is, is what happened uh, during quarantine, during, during uh, yeah, for sure, coronavirus. That's awesome to hear, man. I mean, at least you're able to shed some light onto it. And, you know, um, my motto is, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, you, you've definitely done the necessary steps um, throughout these past few months and it's great to hear that that your mental health your regular health you know family relationships are all great trevor um and i i really appreciate you you taking the time to come on the podcast and share your experiences um not only about your nfl career but just just about you i appreciate you having me jay absolutely uh, yeah i appreciate you reaching out man for sure glad to be a part of it glad to talk absolutely my man thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.